0: Claudia, this
1: is jumpy. It's fading in and out.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to View Quantum Radio Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with your host, Claudia Pareco. Karmic Astrology is presented by Explore Astrology with Susan Reynolds. She has worked as a karmic astrologer for the last 35 years. Karmic astrology traces the soul's evolution from past lives into the current life, setting the stage for a great journey of free choice and disincarnation. Look at your past, present, and future with karmic astrology. Astrologer and intuitive healer Susan Reynolds speaks astrology as a language of life, a positive, living, and a breathing language of human possibilities. Before each reading, Susan meditates upon the chart in question and sees visions of that person's past lives and how they are impacting her current life. During her show, Susan has pre-selected some callers for different types of readings. If time allows, she will take additional live callers. If you want to be considered for your future show with Susan, please go to www.charlotteview.net, look for Susan Reynolds under our Monthly Shows tab and fill out the requests. Susan lives in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and attends various fairs and events to find out locations or contact Susan Reynolds outside of the show. Please go to her website, www.exploreastrology.com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays to View and listen to all our shows. Go to charlotteview.net and look on their monthly shows. Find our podcast directory and listen to us live or on demand. Now, Let's find out what is coming up in the stars and who are the lucky callers of the day.
3: Welcome, everybody, to you. This is your host, Claudia Pureco, and we're here with Susan Reynolds. Today, we are talking couples and love, and there's not a better month to talk about love and couples and what's going on than February. And Susan has pre-selected some couples that they're going to find out a little bit about their sinistry. And, of course, she's going to explain us what is it that a sinistry is in astrology and what type of information you can get from a chart reading as couples. So we have a very busy um, show, so let's bring Susan right away. Hey, Susan. Hey, Claudia.
0: <laughs> we are going to <laughs> talk her- about all things love for February.
3: Oh, uh- That's a favorite topic of many, so I'm glad you bring it up.
0: Everybody wants to be in love. Everybody wants to know they are loved. Everybody has their own style of expressing love. And astrology is really good at at pinpointing this. What does this person need to feel loved? And how does this person express their love for somebody else? And one of the things that astrology does really, really well is to look at two charts and to see how do these two charts, these two people, work well together. And when I was first starting out, I thought if I looked between the two charts to see what was happening, only beautiful, lovely things had to be happening mm-hmm. for that to be a successful relationship. And I thought if there were a lot of harsh aspects or difficulties, then, oh, no, that would be a very bad relationship. And I've since come to learn that, no, not so much. Because all of this positive flowing energy may be lovely but a little boring to some people. Other people may like fireworks and fights and fighting in the living room and making up in the bedroom and a lot of drama in terms of the relationship. It really depends on these two individuals and what works for them. And although we're going to talk about couples today, synastry, the name in astrology of looking at how two charts work together, that's capable of being done for any two people. I've done synastry charts between a parent and a child, certainly between spouses, between siblings, between friends, between a boss and, a, and an employee, between coworkers. It's really you and anybody else. The only thing I insist on is that the other person must know that you're going to do this. They can roll their eyes, they can call it nonsense, that's fine, but they have to know you're going to do this, because an astrology chart is personal, and it's private, and it can bring up things, and I'm not going to peek and open that door without somebody's permission. But I love reading charts for two people in front of me because I'll start talking about one chart, and the other person often says, Yes, that's exactly what they do. You know, tell them, you know. <laughs> and then I'll start to talk about the other chart, and sure enough, the other partner's going, Yes, yes, they're always doing that, you know. <laughs> and so each person can feel vindicated or feel validated that, oh, no, it's not my imagination. They do do this, and oh, and here's why they do this. So we're often able to look at our partner in a different way or take a behavior that used to bother us and set it aside a little bit, get a little distance from it. So I love the way astrology helps us understand other people. So I'm excited today to talk about couples and to talk um, to some individuals and to throw the phone lines open. But before I start to get into all things romantic, I did want to let everybody know some things that are coming up for March, because March is going to be a very busy astrological month. For one thing, we have two full moons in March, and this is called the blue moon for a reason. We do not usually have two full moons in a month. But in March, we have the first full moon on March 1st, which is this week, and that's going to be in Virgo. And then right at the tail end of the month, on March 31st, we have another full moon that's going to be in Libra. Now, every month, if you're on my mailing list, I send out a free newsletter describing what the new moon is going to be like, what the full moon is going to be like, and how you can use those energies. So if you want to be on my mailing list and you're not already on it, go to my website, ExploreAstrology.com, and then contact me. Just send me a request to be on my mailing list and to get the free newsletter. I'll also mention to everyone that on my website, every month I put out free predictions for every sign. So right now I've already got all the free predictions on my website for every sign for the month of March. So many people cannot afford to have a one-on-one, face-to-face, hour-long appointment with an astrologer. And this is my way of giving back to the community. So you can go to my website. You can look up your sign. If you know your moon sign and your rising sign, I would also look those up. Because sometimes we don't react to our sun, but we'll look at the moon or the rising. And I'll be, oh, yeah, you know, that's it. That's what's going on. And that will just nail it. And on the home page, I always have a write-up about the sign of the month. And this month, that is Pisces. The sun is in Pisces and is riding high. And so the sun will stay in Pisces until March 19th. And then it's going to shift and it is going to go into Aries. So the first part of March is very woo woo. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I was taking a sip of water. I've had a little bit of a sore throat. So forgive me if my voice sounds a little gravelly. But Pisces is very mystical, it's very mysterious, it's very feeling oriented. And it's it's very divine, spiritual. They want to lift up. It's about fulfilling dreams and talking to your angels and getting readings and doing all these different kinds of energy healings and, you know, very avant-garde, cutting-edge kind of things. But then after the 19th, when the sun moves into Aries, that energy is very different. That energy is much more in your face. You know, Aries isn't interested in mystical, divine woo-woo. Although some of the best readers I know are Aries, it's, maybe it's not that they're interested in that, but they have a very direct approach to things. You know, Pisces it's sometimes difficult figuring out where they stand. It can be, you know, a little bit fuzzy there. But with Aries, you always know where they're going to stand. So the energy becomes much more concrete the second half of the month, much more clear, much more in your face, but no less good or bad, just different. I'm also going to mention I want everybody to take notes Of this month on March 22nd Mercury is going to go retrograde and I know everybody is groaning and rolling their eyes and saying not again but Mercury typically goes retrograde for three periods during the year and this day on March 22nd of the month coming up it is going to turn retrograde for the first time in 2018 and it will stay retrograde until April 15th when it goes direct. Now When Mercury is retrograde, that is a time our communications can sometimes mm, get a little messed up or be a little bit more challenged. So packages don't get delivered and receipts are lost and there's miscommunication and phone calls don't get returned. And I tell everybody the same thing. Back up all of your computer work, double check everything, keep your receipts, and be patient with it. You know, all of these outer things in our busy life are a bit more challenged, but Mercury retrograde periods are very good for certain things. It's good for meditation because the mind goes within. It's good for understanding yourself. It's good for deep thinking. It's good for pondering your future and issues that don't have a quick, easy answer, thinking them through. Mercury retrograde turns that mind down a little bit, like turning the volume down in the world, but it turns it back on itself. So it's very good for connecting with higher energies, digging within if you're talking to a counselor of any kind. So just be patient. Understand mistakes happen. Phone calls are going to get missed. Appointments are going to get lost. Stuff happens like that when Mercury is retrograde. And then thankfully... On April 15th, tax day, it is direct once again. So double-check everything on your taxes. Double-check your appointment. Make sure everything is signed. The IRS takes a dim view of mistakes. Mm -hmm. I am also going to say right around the corner on March 8th, Jupiter is also going to turn retrograde. It is not going to be as obvious as Mercury but it will also stay retrograde for a much longer period of time. And once it turns retrograde on March 8th, it will stay that way until July 10th, when it will turn direct once again. Now, Jupiter has been in Scorpio for several months. And Scorpio deals with sex and power and what is hidden and underground. And it's interesting to me that the Me Too movement has started to come out with Scorpio energy so prevalent and brought to the surface with this Jupiterian energy. Some things in that area may calm down a little bit after March because of the retrograde action of Jupiter. And Sagittarians may notice this the most because Jupiter is their ruling planet. So for some sages, Things may quiet down a little bit or things you're gung-ho on may take a different turn and you may not be as enthusiastic in certain areas about certain things. But again, it's not that it's a bad energy. It's just a quieter energy. It's a little bit of a slower energy. It gives us time to plan things. Jupiter loves to travel, and Jupiter retrograde is good for planning a trip and then take it after July 10th when Jupiter turns direct again. It gives us a chance to process all that has happened since October in terms of Scorpionic energies. Scorpio rules power, control, money. Money and power go together. You know, it rules things that are unseen or subconscious things that are hidden from public view. We delve into things. It's a little bit dark, but it's not negative or bad dark. It sometimes takes a bit of courage to dig down into the more unpleasant aspects of our personality. And Scorpio has courage in great measure. So we're ready to look at things we may not have been ready to look at before with Scorpio. And Scorpio retrograde gives us a chance to really stop and take a minute to say, what's happened in these last few months? How have I used that? And then in July, boom, comes out of the gate and it is ready to go, and we are ready to move up to a new level. So lots happening in March. Mark your calendars for your Mercury retrograde period, your Jupiter retrograde period, two full moons, one at the beginning and one at the end, and then a new moon in Pisces on March 17th. So big doings in March, lots going on nationally, internationally, politically, you name it, but also because there's a lot going on, couples are going to notice that going on in their own lives, in their own personalities. When planets are doing a whole lot in the sky, we in our human lives tend to notice something's going on and stuff is happening. So right now, right at the beginning of all of this, it's a good time to take a look at couples and how they react together, how they communicate together, why they're together, some areas of challenge, areas of of coming together. I love looking at two people who love each other. You're never too (laughs) old for love. So, Claudia, who's our first couple?
3: So we're We're going to start with Ed and Patrick.
0: Welcome.
2: Hi, how are you?
0: Hey, Ed. Ed and I know each other, not you know I don't know everything going on in his life, but I will say we um we have met, and I know what Ed does for a living and Is it okay to mention that on the air?
2: Of course,
0: Ed is a I very no gifted spirit. medium, <laughs> and if you were in the Charlotte area, I would definitely recommend having a session and having a reading with Ed, so welcome and I have your chart here. I have Patrick's chart here. And I had to smile when I looked at these two charts side by side
1: (laughs) because I can
0: definitely see why you two are drawn to each other and why you are a couple and what's going on between you. It's interesting to me because in different ways, both of you have this very solid, grounded, down-to-earth moon. Both of you have this moon in Taurus. And the moon loves being in Taurus. That's a really nice aspect to have. And when your your moon is in Taurus and your partner's moon, is it okay to mention your partner's name? Oh, yeah. He's right here. Okay. Okay. All right. I didn't know. When your moon is in Taurus and Patrick's moon is in Taurus, it's really talking about how you both process emotion, how you deal with things emotionally. And so both of you have this very grounded, very solid way of processing emotion. And it gives you both almost a common language from the very beginning of coming together. Somebody will say something and it's like, click, the other person just gets it because they deal that way with emotion as well. Now, when I look at Patrick's chart, Man alive, I do not know you, Patrick. I've never met you. I know nothing about you except what your chart is showing me. But when I look at this, you have all of this creative energy just dominating your chart, almost demanding attention. And it's going to be important for you to use that creativity in some way. Now, goodness knows there are, you know, dozens, hundreds of ways of being creative, and you may explore many of them. It's a lovely energy, but the same area of the chart that has to do with creativity has to do with romance, and it tells me that this is an incredibly, incredibly romantic chart, and not just romantic in any way, mind you. With all of this Leo energy, this chart is very dramatic in love. I mean, i got to tell you, Patrick, you can be dramatic, (laughs) A lot of theatrics can go on here, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm smiling as I'm saying this, because you could do the grand gesture and, you know, I don't know, fill the house with roses or tickets to the country you've always wanted to see and, you know, getting down on one knee to propose and, you know, very romantic, very big kind of ways of expressing that kind of love. And it can be a challenge because, Ed, in your chart, you have your son in Capricorn. And I love this because Capricorn has very strong leadership skills and it works really well with your moon in Taurus. So there's a real ability here to lead and to succeed and do some very, very positive things in the world. But Capricorn is not a theatrical. I just have to say, not that I don't love you, Ed. I mean, You know, you may take a look at the room full of roses and your question may be, oh, my God, how much did this cost? Do we have any money left in the bank? You know, where Leo is like... Who's going to clean it up? No, smell the roses. Uh, Or who's going to clean it up? (laughs) See? (laughs) It's a perfect Capricorn way of looking at this. Who's going to clean this up? (laughs) What did it cost? So you have to remember that for Patrick, this kind of grand gesture, this speaks to the heart. Of who this man is, as with all of this leo energy and and all of this creative energy, so yes, even though you may be looking at the bank balance and the cleanup, it's going to be really important for you Ed, to make sure that you acknowledge that gesture first. You have to you know think about when somebody gives you a gift you know, something that completes your collection or, oh, I've been looking for this baseball card for 25 years. Think about the joy in receiving that and your face lights up and it's like, oh my God, how did you find this? And think about what it feels like to give somebody a gift like that. Don't we all feel fabulous? That just warms us and makes us feel great. This is the feeling that it's going to be important for Patrick to have. So you need to acknowledge the love of where that grand gesture may come from, of all that sort of theatrical energy may come from. And it may be, thank you so much. This is beautiful. Nobody has ever done anything like this for me before. You know, hugs and kisses and, and, you know, joy in the moment. Later that night, you can bring up how much did this cost? Because (laughs) you do it in that moment, it is like deflating a balloon. All of the joy is gone out of that moment. And so this is what you have to remember. And Patrick, you have to remember that when Ed is asking about, and how are you going to pay for that, and, you know, and what happens in the aftermath, and have you got any financial projections for that, he's not trying to rain on your parade. He's not trying to say this isn't a fabulous idea. He's trying to make sure you have everything you need to succeed, So when he's asking about the money and the financing, he's saying, I want you to have the best plan possible so you can succeed to the highest level that you possibly can. It's not, even if you experience it as maybe a little bit too much reality in that moment, you know, Ed is about making this real, making this solid, You know, you may paint a picture, and you may just stand back and just, oh, I'm so good, and oh, look at this art. And and Ed is like, okay, have you taken it to a gallery? Because this can make you a lot of money, and you just kind of maybe want to bask in the creativity. So you each have to give each other a little bit of room there, Ed you need to be a little bit more in the wild theatrical energy. And Patrick, you need to calm down and have a plan left for when who's going to do the cleanup kind of thing because this is a little bit of a way that two of you may struggle to sort of find that common ground. And I'm also gonna say, I know nothing about you, Patrick, but I would bet that you have probably entertained Ed many times with the stories of the crazy people you have been involved with. Because my guess is there you have kissed some frogs over here. You know, your your crazy ex who did this or this one who did that. You've you've got a lot of energy here that is very, very romantic, very loving. Lucky you, Ed. Very romantic and loving but does not always ask the questions that need to be asked. You can miss some red flags, you know, because you want love. And, oh, that's okay. Oh, they didn't mean that. Oh, Well, yeah, that was a red flag, and you need to pay attention to that. So for you, Patrick, finding that kind of reality does not come naturally with a chart like this, but it does in your chart, Ed. So the two of you can really balance each other beautifully. Both of you have these wonderful energies of showing that you're really comfortable in a relationship that may challenge society in some way. And yes, that may be a same-sex relationship. It could be being with somebody much older than you or younger than you or a different religion or from another part of the world or, you know, that maybe is outside the norms of what our you know narrow definition of what a relationship is supposed to be, both of you are super comfortable going, Nah, we're not going to do that. We're going to go our own way. And I love that because it says the two of you can really come together in finding a style of relating that works for you. And it doesn't matter if it works for anybody else. It works for you. Both of you have this beautiful, beautiful energy of love and kindness in relation to your partner. And so it means that when there is a fight, when there's a disagreement, neither one of you are really comfortable with that. Both of you want peace and harmony in your relationship. And when both of you want that, both of you will come to the table to negotiate or apologize or listen to the other partner. And that really gives this relationship a lot of staying power. Now, I could talk the whole hour just about these two charts, but I know I've got tons of people also waiting in the queue. So let me ask you if you have any questions or comments about anything that I just told you.
2: Um, No, that was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We do have a a question. Um, Like you said, we are both kind of... um, we like to have peace, you know, we don't like to uh-huh. argue, which is also our flaw. Um, when, yeah. you know, when we disagree, um, we uh-huh. just avoid arguments. Um, is there anything in the charts that might say um, how we can um, agree to disagree or open up the, um, the communications?
0: Well, first of all, you've both recognized that. You've recognized the problem. And you've also recognized that avoiding each other is not a healthy relationship dynamic, you know, that they have to be talked about. And so you two might sit down together at a time when you're in harmony with one another and just say, okay, when we have an argument, we will say, you know, within 24 hours, one of us has to bring it up. Give each other time to sort of go into your corners and process, but decide your boundaries together ahead of time and say within 24 hours, one of us has to bring it up to be discussed. doesn't mean it has to be yelling or screaming, but to be discussed. And then whoever brings that up first, the next time, the next 24 hours or two hours or whatever you decide on, the other person has to bring it up. And so when you have those sort of boundaries or decisions already made ahead of time, it takes the pressure off in the moment when there's a problem. And I suggest sitting down together and saying, okay, here's the plan of how we're going to handle that. And that's that's one of the things that you two are good at is sitting down together and working it out because both of you know how to communicate.
2: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Okay. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. All
3: right. Thank you. Well, that was wonderful and very good advice. So um, now we're going
0: with Tommy.
3: Hey, Tommy. Okay. Hello.
0: Hey, Tommy. I see um, that your partner is Jim. Yes. And. I am going to assume that Jim knows that you're doing this. And yes, that it's I have full okay to... permission. Yep. Okay. I always like that because, you know, a chart is personal. You know, now when I look at this, I'm really wondering um, if Jim was in a, relation, a long-term relationship or a marriage before um, meeting you or before coming together with you because it really looks like there may have been... Um, uh, another time when he was sort of struggling to find his way. You know, Jim has a lot of Pisces energy in this chart. And Pisces energy is, is lovely. It is beautiful. It is, is mystical. It's, it's all the things I, I talked about a few moments before. They often have a lovely way of communicating, and they have a joy in reaching up to higher energies. And I just love that Pisces energy. So it can communicate very beautifully and very kindly, but it does not always communicate very clearly. (laughs) You know, Pisces is never going to want to hurt somebody's feelings. They are just that kind and that sensitive. Where you, Tommy, are a Taurus, and you're a little bit more down to earth, and you're a little, so do they make me look fat or not? You know, where Jim may be going, they're a beautiful color. (laughs) Love that blue color, you know. And so that can be a bit frustrating. It's not going to be Jim's natural, you know, form to, to be blunt and to say, oh, God, yes, take those pants off. They make you look like a cow. That's not going to come out of this man's <laughs> mouth, you know. That is not who he is. And lucky you, you know, that you have somebody that is able to be that kind and that loving. But it, it does make it a little bit more difficult to get to the truth because your chart is all about the truth. Your chart has this almost driven quality to it that says, "Tell me the truth. Don't lie. Don't spare my feelings," which is sort of, you know, against everything that feels right to Jim. You know, right? And I can't tell her that. You know, like <laughs> she's going to get mad. And the thing is, Jim, no, Tommy's not going to get mad. You know, <laughs> being honest and being brutal. are not the same things. And you can be honest and say, well, you know, sweetie, um, I think those other pants looked better on you or more flattering to you. You can be honest without, you know, hurting somebody or or being tactless or, or cruel and this is something that I think Jim may still be working on and still be struggling with. And you have to be a little bit more careful, Tommy, because because you can handle the truth. What's that movie? You can't handle the truth. Well, Tommy, you handle the truth great. You know? Your chart's all about that. And because your chart is so comfortable with being honest and truthful, you can sometimes be a little more clear with the truth right. than Jim. And you can say, you're not going to go to the house looking like that, are you? You know, where you're just like, <laughs> he looks terrible. I don't want him to go out like that. And that may hurt him or upset him. He's, he's like, you know, he doesn't want to be spoken to like that. <laughs> so he needs to kind of toughen up a little bit. And you need to maybe soften a little bit and remember the tone, because he's got all this Pisces energy. And he's not only listening to the words that you were saying – he is unconsciously listening to the feelings behind the words and the tone underneath the words. So you can't just go by, well, I said it was okay, because if your tone or your feelings don't match that, he's going to pick up on it immediately. Okay. This guy is very in tune to, to any kind of situation. And it means that you have to really you know, say things in a loving, kind way, but that are truthful and are nice. And that's that's a little bit of a challenge. I'm I'm going to admit that that is a little bit of a challenge. But I think the two of you really complement each other very very well. I think um, your Venus is in you know and that's the planet of love is just in this gorgeous aspect with Jim's Mercury. Which really says that the two of you can really sit down and have these long discussions about life and love and dreams and where you both want to go. And you really, and and, you know, every couple needs that. They need to be able to have that verbal, you know, bonding time of sharing ideas and, and how they view life. And you two just do that normally and beautifully. I just love the way that it happens in this chart. I'm going to say that in this chart, you, Tommy, are learning about family. And you've had some, and I am a karmic astrologist, so sometimes whether you believe it or not, I'll just say past life information comes up. And so I see past lives for you when you were like what I would call a bit of a player, shall we say. You know, (laughs) you had um. (laughs) We will just say an active romantic life and leave it at that, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) And so, you know, romance is going to be very, very important to you, remembering that special date and celebrating the anniversary of the first kiss and, you know, all those small schmaltzy things. And, And Jim is able to do that. He has a very strong romantic streak, and I love that. And you both have this beautiful air energy operating between the two of you and so it's almost the same thing that that ed and patrick were struggling with it's almost like there's a kindness here in your chart towards him where you don't want to upset him because you know that he is easily upset he's a kind loving person who can you know pick up on things and feel things and say well i just won't mention that or i just won't tell him but that's not the healthy way of handling this And so you need to make sure that even if it's a little bit difficult, stop and think about it, but even if it's a little bit difficult, it still needs to be discussed or acknowledged in some way. But with you, he has somebody that really understands the intuitive and the psychic part of his nature. This is a very intuitive man. And many times, even in today's society, that is, is more difficult for men than women. I, I don't mean to sound sexist about it, but that's just what I see, and I deal with this all the time. And with you, you can really help him express that part of himself. He has a real ability here. I don't know if he does any writing or publishing. or he's a, He's a very good communicator kind of thing and so are you and i would tell the two of you to travel together do you have any special trips planned have you traveled a lot together we just entered that phase of our lives our children are grown and so we're we're headed to Mm -hmm. paris in um june love it love it love it love it so glad you were going i think that it's going to be a fabulous trip i think for both of you That is going to be a trip to be remembered, and I think it is going to help both of you sort of um, be able to cement that love and, as you say, have it be about you. Your chart, I'm just going to be very honest, it's a very strong chart, and it can be intimidating to a lot of people, men and women alike. And even though I've talked about Jim's kindness and his intuitiveness, he's no weakling. This is also a very strong man. And he may not, you know, come out swinging, but nobody's going to push him around. And I like that. (laughs) I think that, you know, I think people underestimate him a lot until they go up against him and watch out. Right. (laughs) There's a lot of strength here, and you see that. You see what is below the surface, and that's important for him. And it really gives him an opportunity to be able to be more of himself and more parts of himself than you, um, than other people, other than you really allow him to do. I am going to say there is a very strong connection here. In you know, I'm not going to try to get too personal. We're on the radio, and it's a PG show. <laughs> we will just say there is a very passionate energy going on here, um, and it looks like um, physically you two may be very much in harmony. I'll, I'll leave it at that. So and isn't that a nice thing to have between two charts? And so I isn't love, it? isn't it? You know, always a plus. <laughs> and especially at the point where the kids are out of the picture and you can sort of indulge yourselves. Right. You, know, you right. have, um, you have a fixed sign on your area of love and marriage, meaning that you, it's, it's going to be easy for you or easier for you to make a very firm and solid commitment to somebody. And you may be the one who realized first him, you know, like, okay, I'm in it with him. Because your chart unfolds in that way beautifully and smoothly and easily. Sometimes it can even be more for you staying in a relationship uh, long after you know, friends are saying, you know, this isn't working. Even after right. you know it's not working, it's like really difficult for you to let go or to acknowledge that. So you have to be more careful about where you give your heart because once you give it, you know, that's a big deal for you. And you don't go back on that very easily or very quickly. Now, Jim's chart is a little bit just like your chart is like stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. His <laughs> chart is more flexible, 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 you yeah. So he's a little bit more, um, well, whatever you say, dear. You know, like, okay, if you want that, that's fine. So, you know, that phrase about, happy wife, happy life, and, you know, that goes for the girlfriend or your significant other or whoever your partner is. If they're happy, you're happy. So because his chart has so much flexibility in it, it may be just easier for him to say, okay, we'll do that, or okay, you can do that, I'm fine with that. You know, so you have to really listen to when he says, I want this or that, because he's really good at going along. And so when he actually... Mentions, I want to see the Eiffel Tower, or I want to make sure we take a boat ride on the Seine, or something like that. You need to pay attention. Like that's not casually said. He's really putting forward something that oh, this means something to me. See when so you so what I hear you saying, forward, yeah, what I hear you saying is the fact that he said he wasn't that excited about Disney and Paris. I should pay attention to that. <laughs> you should pay attention to that. <laughs> yes. I'm with you. Yeah. (laughs) And he has probably worked hard to be able to share his feelings openly and verbally. It's not something that comes naturally to this chart. There's a lot of hidden energy here. And so when he's saying it, yes, that's a big deal. And it shows a lot of trust in you, and it shows a lot of growth on his part. So, yeah, skip it. When he says I don't want to do it, skip it. (laughs) So. I'm going to ask, and I'm trying to watch the time as well. So is there a question that you have about the two of you, or did this sort of show up some things that you two may be experiencing? Yeah, I wanted to ask you, were you eavesdropping on our marriage? <laughs> I mean, you, you, you got it all. <laughs> but, really? you know, having it reflected, having it re- reflected back to me, uh, you know, confirms we need to keep going in this direction where, because you're right, I'm a very strong personality, and he's Mm -hmm. very much like, oh, whatever you want to do, and so I think you're right, listen more. So thank you for that. I'm very grateful. Okay. Well, I want to hear about Paris, so call (laughs) again after the trip. (laughs) I'll let you know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. And now we have got...
3: Uh, so now we're going to go with Barbara and Don, and then we'll go with the live
0: callers. Okay. All right. Barbara. Don. Yes. who Both of you. One of you. Uh,
1: uh, I, I'm here. He, he's in the in the room. I'm here on the phone.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: Thank you so much, okay. Susan. I, certainly, this is wonderful. I'm excited. Well, I butterflies.
0: <laughs> I love reading for couples. Because as you just heard with the other two couples, sometimes when a third party who knows nothing about you is saying this or bringing it up, we hear it in a different way. And, or sometimes we're able to listen or sometimes we're able to feel validated. Oh, that's not just me. And so, you know, I do couples charts all the time and, and I love doing that especially when both parties are, are there, but even when just one party is there, because it really helps give a different perspective. You know, for even a long-term marriage or a new relationship, it's just a different way of looking at this. And, and when it's a new relationship, sometimes it really helps people avoid this or that problem. I'm always telling people, don't step there. You know, like, here's the, here's the pothole. Avoid that. Don't do that. So when I look at the chart. For you and for Don, I'm going to say something that I don't always say, but I see you two having had other lifetimes together, not just one lifetime, but multiple lifetimes together. It's, you know, I almost i am looking at these charts, and I can't see you two not being together. I don't know if this is a new relationship or you have been married for many years, 20. but it is a very, I'm sorry? 20 years. 20 20 years. I'm not surprised. I am not surprised at all. Because these are two people who have known each other through many trials and tribulations. And so you've come together again in this lifetime in different ways. (laughs) I I have to laugh at this. In different ways, both of you in other lifetimes were used to being the leader and used to being the boss. And coming into this lifetime, both of you are learning more about how to listen. So you have this wonderful, just absolutely beautiful cancer son. And cancer is a very nurturing sign. And they're all about nurturing the people around them and the people that they love. And sometimes people mistake nurturing for weakness. It is not, you know. Now, Don's chart is much more... Clear. It's much more in your face. His his personality seems to be much more out in front, so people may see him as the more dominant partner. But you two look pretty equally matched to me in in these charts. (laughs) And if Don is listening to this, he's probably like, "Who do you think you are if you're calling this woman weaker?" You know, because he knows. (laughs) more than anybody else, that kind, sweet, cancer persona, yeah, 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 don't make them mad. <laughs> don't go up against them. And the thing that you both have to really work on is bringing things out into the open. Communication that happens between you is happening a lot on the instinctive level. Oh, I just know he wants this, or I just know she'd, she'd love to do that. And you're both right you're in effect sort of reading each other intuitively and then mirroring back to one another what they need. It can make you each other's ideal partner, but it can really cause some problems in terms of honesty because cancer is good at so many things, but they are not good at saying out loud what they want and what they need. They expect the other person to know. And I can say this because I'm a Cancer. (laughs) It's (laughs) taken me my whole life to come to realize they don't know. (laughs) You have to say it. And this is a real challenge for Cancer. Cancer does not want to say it out loud. Now, Don can read you pretty well. Um, And so it's not going to be as big an issue in this relationship as it might be with other relationships. But, yes, you have been in relationships in the past, past lives where you have been the dominant one, whether you were the man or you were the woman, you were the dominant partner, you were the bossy one. And you came into this lifetime sort of expecting to be the boss. And so you can say things in very authoritative ways (laughs) without realizing it because in this lifetime you're learning about what is right for us, not what is right for me. In other lifetimes it was like, If I'm happy, everybody's happy. In this lifetime, that's not true. In this lifetime, it is about how do I think about both of us as a unit. And the funny thing is, Don's learning the same thing. You both have the same lesson here, Mm -hmm. which is lovely. Because when one person is a little off the mark, the other person can remind them. So between the two of you, I think you have probably had your marriage go through what I would call metamorphosis. And I think the union you have today probably bears little resemblance to 20 years ago because you two have done so much learning with each other kind of thing. You know, I will say it looks like when I look at your chart that there was a lifetime very recently to this lifetime where you underwent some kind of trauma. And coming into this lifetime, there could have been a sense of fear or at least not feeling safe. You know, and sometimes that happens because you know we're born into a less than safe stellar situation. Other times, because that script is already running for the person, a perfectly normal activity can go on, but they take it differently. Let's say Dad was a traveling salesman, you know, and had to go out of town a lot. Suddenly, you know, little Barbara is like, "Dad's not here. We're not safe." You know, because you already had those issues coming in. For you in this lifetime, one of the things you are learning about is safety and security. And I bet that that's very attractive to you with Dawn. You know, somebody who makes you feel safe, that's going to be a big aphrodisiac to you where, you know, that might not be much of anything to anybody else, but for you it is. You know, that's going to be a big deal for you. What Dawn has to watch out for is he has this very strong Capricorn moon which is wonderful in terms of earning a good living and being able to accomplish things and being a good leader. Wonderful for all of that. But he has this way that you might perceive as raining on his parade, raining on your parade, sorry. You know, and you get very excited about something, and boy, he goes into the, you know, have you thought about this? You, you know, do, you, do you need a license for that? You know, And you're like, can't you just be happy for me? Can't you just support me? <laughs> well, he is. God bless you, Don. You're trying to support her. And she keeps yelling at you. <laughs> oh, because when young. he's asking you those questions, he's not trying to rain on your parade. He's trying to help make that a success. So, Don, if you are listening, before you start asking her the questions about the five-year projections and has she talked to a banker, you need to give her that emotional support. You need to be saying, that's a fabulous idea. You can do it. I believe in you. These are things Barbara needs to hear. She needs to hear them out loud. You need to say them trying to be as clear as I can, <laughs> say them out loud, even if it's difficult, even if it sounds dumb, you know, say it out loud. Your wife needs to hear it. It's, it is like water and sunshine to a plant. You know, then it can flower. Then it can come into what it's supposed to be. But when all she gets are facts and figures and, you know, this kind of very literal interpretation of things, it's almost like it withers a part of her And so, yes, we all need the practical. We all need to keep our feet on the ground and hit reality button once in a while. But do that after you acknowledge what she's saying and the emotion that is behind this. And your chart has the capacity to do this. Your chart is really good at being able to feel all those deep things. But there can be a tendency to, instead of saying it, maybe giving a lavish gift. There's a very generous heart here and a very loving spirit. And so you can really show your love in unconventional ways. You know, instead of saying, honey, I'm sorry, you can go home and say, honey, you know, I bought you a new house. You know, or, you know, (laughs) open up this diamond necklace and I got you the whole diamond or something, you know. Um, And Barbara wants the words. You know, she needs the nurturing. She's a natural nurturer. So that's what she does for you. And Barbara, I'm going to mention... Very frankly, that cancer nurturing and love can sometimes turn into nagging without realizing it. Did you remember to eat today, Don? You know, your blood sugar tends to fluctuate. You know, it looks like it's going to rain. Did you pack an umbrella? You know, you have that big meeting. Are you wearing your lucky socks? You know, Don may be like, you know, leave my socks and my blood sugar alone. But that's how cancer often shows their love. They show their love by remembering those little details. They show their love by mentioning it, that they remembered the important meeting. But mention it and then back off. Because this chart, it's very professional. It's very authoritative. I don't mean authoritative in a, in a negative way, but holds authority well. So John would do well being the boss of something or rising through the ranks to a good position there. You know, So respecting that and telling him how proud you are of him, that's really important to Don. He needs to hear that. You know, a lot of the way this chart is set up is by finding his sense of of self through the work that he does. And more than most other people, the work that he does is going to be very, very important to him. And so acknowledging that or praising that or letting him know that, you know, you're really glad at the kind of work that he does or the job that he does, that's going to really give him that same feeling you get when he says, honey, I believe in you. It's that same kind of thing. So I know we're almost out of time. I love doing these charts. I wish I could just talk about <laughs> one of these couples for the whole hour. But I'm going to ask you quickly if you have any questions about anything I said. Um, no, I think you 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 hit
1: on a lot of things. Uh, You've you nailed it. Um, and I, okay. I had... Um, Known some of a of a past life or two, or had known about. So I think that's some. Um, you, it, it it came right out, and I'm I just uh, I'm amazing. I thank you very much for your time and your energy. Um, I certainly
0: okay, My pleasure. Yeah, I'm so glad that you two found each other in this lifetime, and nobody's in war. You know. so <laughs> so have have another twenty years of loving and enjoying the person that you're with, because I think you make a really good couple.
3: And thank you, Barbara and, and Don, for playing with us. And now we're going to go with colors, and we're going to start with Didi. And Didi is a Scorpio and with Leo rising. So welcome to you. Hey.
0: Okay. Hey, Didi. Morning. Hey, did you need well, my uh,
1: date of birth?
0: No, it's okay. We, um, because this is sort of like what I call down and dirty, just spontaneous, um, I can look at what's going on with Leo and what's going on with Scorpio, and both of those will have an influence for you. And did you have a particular question in mind, or just wanted to sort of see what's coming up for you?
1: I want to see what's coming up. And, Dan, yes, I do have a, a question, and maybe you can help me with it. I want to know, what is my attraction to Virgo.
0: Now, I would need to look at your chart for that. <laughs> okay. That is probably okay. something that would be shown um, more in your birth chart. If your moon is in Virgo, then you're going to naturally be drawn to Virgos because one of the closest connections you can have between two people is when their sun is in the same sign as your moon. And when that happens, it's like Click. You can almost just feel it coming together. Ah. Um, Prince William and Kate have that kind of connection between them. It's a very, very strong, um, it's an indicator of fate, like you will two just get each other. So if, and it's a big if because I don't have your, your birth chart in front of me, it's, if your moon yeah. happens to be in Virgo, then that would explain your attraction to Virgo. It's in Sagittarius. Well, that's not Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my
1: moon is in Sagittarius, but I'm just, yeah.
0: I would probably need to fuss with that chart a little bit and look at it to sort of explain a few things. I will say the month of March feels like it is very, very oriented towards romance. So I don't know if you're seeing a Virgo currently, but if you are, prepare for some romance this, this coming month. Because March is all about being with people. Scorpio is often very reserved. You know, they, you know, they hang back. They like their space. They like their privacy. But I'm telling you, Dee Dee, in March, you are out there. You are going to parties or you're clubbing or you're going to events or you're seeing friends. Or March is a very, very social month for you. So I would be accepting invitations, I'd invite friends over, I would do all of these things. It's very artistic, very creative. It's very much about enjoying life. If there's you know a certain area of life that you know is sort of like your your downfall like you're on a diet and hot fudge sundays are your downfall or whatever i can say that march is not a time you're going to want to deny yourself anything i don't know if that's good or bad but you are not going to want to be on a diet you are not going to want to say no you want to play a little bit in march and so it's a good time for thinking about what are the areas of life that make you happy. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's having a spa day. Maybe it's, you know, doing something creative or taking an art class or, you know, whatever speaks to your heart. If you're single – It's very romantic, so there could be a lot of dating energy going on. If you're long time married, it could be having a special night out or a special time between the two of you or going away for the weekend. It's lovely, but I would also say be careful because it's beautiful. It's romantic. It's loving, but it's not always clear. It's not always honest. So if you meet somebody who just seems fabulous, don't lend them money. Listen to me. Don't lend them money. (laughs) Don't let them come and live with you after the first date. Make sure you have some boundaries in place. Scorpio is usually pretty good at that, but I'm just going to reiterate that. So it is a lovely time for being aware of the sweet life, of, of how good a life you have of how many friends you have and and many, many ways you express love and and flirting a little bit and and enjoying yourself. And we don't always get that. So I'm going to say do it. I'm also going to say and just, you know, give you a little heads up, um, March is also a very passionate month. You may find your libido um, going crazy, you know. So it's a very deep month in terms of, Um, feeling passionate energies now that certainly can be physical passion but it can be passion for a cause passion for an idea you know passion about a certain part of your life but you really it's very emotional I guess is what I'm saying trying to say in a a nice level headed way very emotional month but not a bad month at all so yes go out have, have nice dinner with your friends enjoy time make sure you get out of the house you're going to have to sort of balance it back and forth, back and forth. Because March is a little schizophrenic. And that half of it wants to hide and half of it wants to go out and party. And this is just not like you. <laughs> so, But make sure you balance it. And as long as you're balancing your energy, you should really be having a pretty good month. I would also say that May feels like another very romantic month. So that is after March, April, um Is a little bit quieter, but May is also, again, very social. There may be a trip. You may be dating. If you're single, you may be dating. You may be dating more than one person. So that feels very good to me. Are there any other questions?
1: No, sounds good. Everything sounds good. Thank
3: you.
0: All right. My pleasure. Thank you,
3: Didi. So now we're going to go with Keisha and she's calling from New York, and she is a Capricorn.
0: She's a Capricorn. Hey, Keisha. <laughs> Hi.
3: I love that.
1: Oh,
0: she's a Capricorn.
2: <laughs>
0: Hi. How are you girls? I am doing good. I love New York. That's where I was born and raised. So I'm a Bronx girl through and through. Wow. <laughs> yes. And so you can take the girl out of New York, but (laughs) you can't take me one year in New York. You can't take me New Yorker. (laughs) Yes. So as a Capricorn, what is it that you wanted to know?
1: Well, I want to know what's coming up for me in my love life. Um, I'm very open to dating and to uh, having a serious relationship.
0: Okay. I will say... Um, I'm just going to be very clear with you, so that you're prepared. March feels like that might not be happening this month. March feels as if this can be kind of an emotional month. You may be a little down in the dumps, or I don't know if you've already been noticing yourself feeling a little blue, or you know, sometimes we just Mm -hmm. life sucks, I'm mad at God, and we want to kick a can or something. You know, Um, there's a little Mm -hmm. bit of that going on. So your physical energy is not riding high in the month of March. And I would make sure Mm -hmm. you're taking care of yourself, sort of extra vitamins Mm -hmm. and eating your Wheaties and that kind of a thing. Um, But then towards the end of March, um, you get your mojo back and you've got more physical Uh energy and you're ready to go out. So don't think these next few weeks are it. You know, when we're having a bad day or a bad couple of days, we think we're never going to be happy again. It's just a couple Mm of weeks, two or three weeks. You know, by the end of the month, you're starting to feel stronger physically. You're ready to go out. But don't try to push yourself to do something that doesn't feel right to you right now. I will say, hang on, this is March, around May. May feels like there's a very strong romantic energy for you. So I think that is the time that I would say accept invitations, go out clubbing, you know, maybe look at a dating site. That feels very romantic and a lot of possibilities. And May is very strong for your romantic life, and July is very strong. July is even stronger than May. So you could meet somebody in May that goes to the next step in July or July can just be a time when you're thinking more about serious things rather than just flirting or playing. But both May and July feel very strong. Right now, like late twenty seventeen, early twenty eighteen, have you been making some major changes in your life? Yeah, I'm
1: kinda I'm kind of um Transitioning from I've been neglecting myself for about I was in school and I kinda of just put everything with school first and I've been neglecting mm-hmm. myself. So now <laughs>
0: I'm you're making doing some changes a, and I like it.
1: I yes, like it a lot.
0: Yes. It's like you're yes. finding your voice and this is gonna continue yes. all year long and into next year. You're sort of owning yourself, moving into a, a better level of being you and I love that. Yes. Yeah, and so a lot of this year is going to be about that. Um, But I look at May and and I look at July as two Mm -hmm. very, very strong months in terms of meeting somebody and enjoying dating them and taking that forward. It may be somebody that you meet through a friend or through a dating site, or it may be somebody that is already a friend that you just take a second look at or let you know they have Mm -hmm. feelings for you or something like that. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. so I'm definitely seeing... Um, some changes there, and some positive changes going on. So, yeah, I yeah. would say don't to try focus to push it down. On, right. You no, know, what I'm doing, I'm literally,
1: <laughs> I'm kind of like done with uh, the whole, I'm done with school, but there's certain exams you have to take. I'm literally going to be done with it on Wednesday at 5 p.m. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Very and clear. It was like, Yes, and it's like, you know, you know, and they say today is the first day of the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like a new beginning. I want to get my energy back together, my health, and I'm really focusing yeah. on what makes me happy because I haven't been doing what makes me happy in, in, in a bunch of years. So it's like I want to be well, around real me and I want to do what makes
0: me happy. I'm so glad. Be just a little you bit too. more patient because that is right around the corner. Like I said, by the end of next month, you're going to be feeling it. Right now, it's, it's around you, but it's not quite there yet. So you still need to be giving yourself a lot of TLC. But then, very, very strong year. So I'm really glad you are on it and you are ready to own it.
3: And we thank you a lot, Keisha, for your call. And um,
0: Susan, we have reached the end of the show Today, um, Is there anything yeah.
3: that you want to mention before we say goodbye?
0: No, it has gone by in a flash. I will say don't forget to check out my website, ExploreAstrology.com, where I have free predictions on there and information about the sign of the month. And again, if you want to send me your email address, I send out a free newsletter about the new and the full moon. So I will be here the last Monday of March, and we are going to be shaking it up and doing different things. So let me know your ideas. Email me. Touch, touch Facebook and let me know what you'd like to hear us talk about and what you want to see from me as an astrologer, and we'll see if we can do it.
3: Yeah, We have mentioned um, doing children's astrology on Mars, so we'll put it out on Facebook if that's the episode of the month, and we, we, we can talk about that later, um, Susan. But everybody, mm-hmm. thank you for playing with us. Thank you for being here, for listening to Susan. I know you are as impressed as I am of how good you are, Susan. It's it's, it's just I enjoy every second of of the show with you.
0: My pleasure. Really my pleasure. So So I'm so glad we had wonderful couples and a lovely day. Bye. Bye.